up, my hungry friends? Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I sat down and talked to Rodney, who takes a no-nonsense approach to his health and fitness and just gets after it every single day. The man's lost 130 pounds and written a book called Fit for My Family, Down 130 Pounds. You guys should definitely go to his social media and check that out. His Instagram name is rlinfit, and I will drop that in the show notes below the episode. All right, guys, I really hope that you enjoy this one as much as I did. So with that said, we're just going to jump right into the show. All right, everybody, I'm here with my guest, Rodney. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. So uh, I want to start this podcast off by saying we are doing a podcast at 5.30 a.m. Yes. We're, yes. we're up early, buddy. So uh, why is it that you're up so early every morning? Uh, I got a family, man. I got to get up. Uh, if I want to get anything done, I have to work around them, man. You know, they're upstairs, laying in bed, relaxing. I got to get up early. Um, we got to be to Atlanta by 10 o'clock in the morning. Got to be up now, have a good conversation with you, uh, make a new friend this morning. And uh, I got to get them up at seven, start their breakfast, start getting them dressed. And uh, we got an hour drive to get to Atlanta. I understand, man. So is that like your uh, normal morning routine to be up? I think we said like four o'clock, right? Yeah. Yeah. During the weekdays. Yes. Yeah, four o'clock working with my clients online um, and on the weekends four o'clock working with my clients online <laughs> <laughs> the grind never stops man so um, i actually get up about four o'clock every morning too we talked about that a little bit but uh so my motivation for doing that is so i work out at four o'clock every morning right and it's really for the same thing as you said you know you got a family you got to get get everything in so mine is more like uh you know my workout is like my most important thing to me in in sustaining my weight loss so like four o'clock every morning i'm up you know, mm -hmm. ready to get after it and get that workout in. So it's awesome uh, how you got have that like structured routine. Um, one of the first things I want to do though, is just give you kind of an opportunity to tell us a little bit about yourself and like your fitness journey to this point and uh, maybe some of you, just your backstory. Um, man, uh, like I tell a lot of my people, man, uh, your fitness journey, it's, it's a lifelong journey, man. I've been working out since I was 13, actually, um, 8 a.m. on my 13th birthday, my brother made me wait to touch one weight. Um, <laughs> uh, 13, that first morning I woke up um, in middle school, we used to get called fat. I said, man, I want to work out. If you had to wait till you're 13, that morning, I've been working out ever since. I turned 30 in December. So, wow. yeah, it's been a long journey, um, but just through life, man. Uh, just been working out, you know, high school, playing football, wrestling, I uh, had a gym membership at 17. My old sister bought it for me. Um, and after that, you know, just once you get into the real world, life happens. So, you know, through depression and losing a bunch of family members at an early age, uh, 19, I got my record messed up, got scammed with a bad check, had to go through the entire legal system. Um, from 19 to 25, my life was literally just working fast food joints, going in and out of court. You know, um, family members passing, going to funerals, eating overnight, working in those restaurants. So that's a good equation to gain a lot of weight, man. So from 19 to 25, that's how I put on 130 pounds. Met my wife. We met on POF, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, she could tell, man. She could tell I was a good guy. Um, but she just knew something was just bothering me, man, the way I would eat and just the way I would just carry myself and with all the drinking and all the fast food and stuff like that, smoking. 
Um, but she, she stuck it out with me, man. And uh, once we had my son, man, well, when I found out I, we were expecting, that's when the light bulb kind of went off. Like, hey, hold on now. Um, I can't just be doing anything with my health now, you know. So once baby boy got here, it, it took for me to lay eyes on him. That's when, I, you know, that light bulb really went off and stayed off. Um, I, I got on the grind, man. I started working as much overtime as I can. Got my money together, my finances. Because fitness, it, it can cost, man. You know, you can uh, spend a pretty penny buying good food. Absolutely. Yep, yep. So I went on a rampage, um, established my work ethic, got my credit together. And I made sure nothing was going to get in my way financially, at work, nothing. I was like, I told my wife, once I go on this journey, once I start, I'm not going to stop. So, that <laughs> yeah, is so one thing that you said there is uh, that your your wife now, I believe, she um, – she saw something in you, right? Like she saw that you're a good person, but you had some issues, right? And I, and I think one thing that sometimes whenever you're overweight and you're larger, people look at you as if maybe you're lazy or there's something wrong with you. And right. a lot of people who are overweight get a negative um, image of themselves and other people have a negative image of them. So I think it's awesome that she was like open-minded, open-minded enough to see you for you and yep. know that there's a good person in there and then that you just, uh, needed to get on a different path. So I think that's awesome. And was, so having your child, that was like the catalyst for your weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. That was it, man. You know, once I seen baby boy, uh, I just didn't want him growing up, you know, seeing it, you know, oh man, let me go to the store and get my dad's uh, high blood pressure medicine and uh, let me help my dad prick his finger every morning, take his blood sugar. I didn't want him going through that stuff. I got to wake up every morning, shoot insulin before we start eating a meal. That that's, that's not a healthy lifestyle, man. I didn't want my child growing up seeing that. No, and you want to be around for your child, right? I think that's right. what everybody wants to do. Yep. So, I, in my opinion, that's probably your why. Yep. Yeah. And that's a pretty big why, right? It, actually, I think that's a lot of people's why, right? A lot of people want to get healthy for their kids, for their family, and live a long, healthy life so they can be around with their loved ones. And really, I think that's an awesome why that almost everyone has in some way, shape, or form that a lot of people don't necessarily tap into. So, like when you're working with your clients, how do you help them find that why? I find what pushes them, man. Um, some people is different. Some some guys I get, it might be just to look good when they go out in a nice outfit. But I have to tell them, you have to find something, um, something that's not tangible to keep you drive, man. You know, because it's it's only one way. You and me getting up at four in the morning. It's not going to be anything physical. It's not going to be an outfit. It's not going to be to go hang out and look good. Because uh, that stuff will fade, man. You know, when that alarm clock goes off at four o'clock in the morning, if you're thinking about an outfit, you're not going to get up every day. But if you say, hey, you know, I want to be here 20 more years, 40 more years for my child, for my wife, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and get up. So I help them find something important to drive them, man. Yeah, it sounds like it. So one thing I also noticed when you were talking there is you talked a little bit about your mindset, like you're getting your, your life right, your finances right, your mindset right. So I've seen on your Instagram, I've been following your journey a little bit and I see a lot of this, like just put in the work attitude. Yeah. Where yeah. does that come from? Uh, it's just a no nonsense approach, man. Um, that's my personality. My brother's like that. 
my coach, AJ Ellison, he's like that. Uh, we're no nonsense guys. Uh, we're straight to the point. We don't want to find excuses. We want to find um, a, a pretty much any solution to the problem. We, we want to find ways around these road uh, blocks, you know. Yeah, I can I completely understand. Uh, your family's up. That's heard awesome. me talking. <laughs> so you are a coach, but I also just heard you say that you have a coach. So yeah. how does how's that dynamic? What made you decide to get a coach? Um, I wanted to do it the right way, man. I, I got tired of just all this hit and miss. Uh, I've always wanted to be a trainer since I was in high school. Um, so what I did was I went and got certified as a trainer first. Um, but it, it was just a few things that I still wasn't sure about. So I wanted to find someone that I was familiar with online through social media, someone that had a good reputation, um, a lot of good client results, someone that I could mentor with and, um, you know, just, uh, excuse me. Yeah, someone that I could mentor with, someone that can teach me, hey, you know, if you want to be a trainer, you have to do X, Y, Z. If you want to look a certain way, you have to do X, Y, Z. Well, what about these things I learned in my personal training class? Nope, that's garbage. That's garbage. We don't need that. That is, we need to apply this. This is how we do this. You have to have somebody to teach you processes and procedures, man. So um, I, I've really learned a lot working with my coach, AJ, over the last few years. Um, and he just taught me the process, man, inside and out. And most importantly, the mindset of it, man. Once you learn how to, so when somebody teaches you a mindset, it's just so much easier to apply everything you've learned. Yeah, I think it's extremely important to have those mentors. Mm -hmm. So I actually have a coach right now as well. But I, so I've lost about 130 pounds right now. And right, right. I lost probably I lost the first 100 pounds without a coach or anything like that. And then it got to a point where I was like, this daily grind is a lot, right? Every single day I'm thinking about what I'm eating, what I'm doing. And honestly, for me, it was more, I just wanted, this has been a five-year process so far, and I just wanted a little bit of a break, right? Mm -hmm. I wanted to put it on autopilot a little bit for myself with right. other things in life getting over, overwhelming. So, you know, I decided like to kind of outsource that, go to him. You know, I know the things to do. I know the mindset. I've put mm -hmm. in that work. Now it's like, I'll get it to him. He gives me a plan to follow and I execute you know, that execution and consistency is what's extremely important. But another thing, like you said, the mentorship is important and learning through your journey is huge because like you said, in the very beginning, this is a lifelong process, right? And if you don't learn, you can't continue to evolve throughout your journey. Now you can't, if you're not thinking for yourself, you're only relying on what other people tell you. Mm -hmm. So for me, listening to podcasts those people were like my mentors like uh mark bell with his uh, power project and and a couple other people um mm -hmm. those podcasts are why i'm here today doing this podcast right they were so inspirational for me i learned so much from them um so i started this show to give people like you um the opportunity to share your story and be mentors to others right and yep. uh, i think that's awesome that you found that and that you've continued along that journey yep and that's why i put out so much content on my page man um because i know over the years as i stick to my guns with my career um i go further and further in my career it's going to be uh, to a point where 
a lot of people just starting out, they're not going to be able to afford my services, man. So I lay out as much free content as I can on my page just so they can have something to follow, some kind of guideline. That's why I'm putting together more digital products. Um, my, my ebook fit for my family down 130 pounds. That's 19 bucks. Sometimes I'll do a sale, drop it down to 14 or $9 just to help some people out, man. Um, I'm putting together a, a daily planner um, just to help people learn how to do like you and I are doing. You know, we wake up, we have a schedule. We have some kind of structure to our day because that's a big important thing too, man. A lot of people just wake up and they're just like, I'm here, but they don't know, hey, from four o'clock to five, I'm doing this, from five to 5.30, I'm doing this, so forth and so on throughout the entire day. Every minute is accounted for to keep you on track to your goals. So it's just the little things I'm doing, man, just to be able to help people out. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to talk to you about was your... Uh, Instagram uh, kind of following that you built, right? I mean, I think you have like almost 8,000 followers. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good amount, man. And so you have to be doing something right, inspiring people, giving that free information for them to want to follow. Um, what are you doing to like build a community within the fitness, uh, the fitness industry? Um, I'm, I'm feeling the void, man. You know, we don't really see too many guys going from extremely overweight to in shape. Now I'm pushing forward, getting ready for competitive bodybuilding. Um, and I'm just giving out raw, uncut information, man. I tell my clients every day, I joke, I pick at people with a stick, man. I say, you know, if you can get some real results, if you put down the Nutriburst and the, and the, and the waist trainers and <laughs> you know, I, I say, hey, I've only lost 130 pounds and I, and I, don't, I have never used Nutriburst. I've never used ISO-T, any of those things, you know, and uh, you'll be amazed how many messages I get. Man, I was just about to buy that stuff until you said that. It really doesn't work. I'm like, I just stick to my diet, man. The diet is most important. Yeah, there's so much bullshit out here that people need the raw, uncut information that you're giving, yep. right? That's the void. That is definitely the void that you're filling in yep. the fitness industry. And not only that, people see your pictures, man. Like uh, I've seen a couple pictures of your back, and holy shit, that that improvement is just nuts, man. And people are success is contagious, and people want to be like that. So you giving that raw, uncut information and steering them in the right direction is extremely important for yeah. that community. Um, so you mentioned your book a little bit. That's something I want to talk about. What made you decide to write a book? Um, I decided to write a book because, like I said. Um, I got certified as a trainer first, um, started my mentorship with uh, my coach, AJ Ellison. Um, not only just teaching me, hey, you, this is how you lose weight, this is what you do, but also mentoring me and coaching me on how to be a trainer, how to handle clients, um, how to set up my appointments and everything like that, just how to be an overall professional. Um, but once I got into it, I started doing one-on-one -on -one personal training here in uh, Hampton, Georgia. We're about 30 minutes south of Atlanta. Um, Man, I quickly realized, man, people really can't afford the the services of a trainer like that, man. So I said, man, I, I want to do something to be able to help people because even with my online programs, um, a lot of people still, man, this is so much money. I'm like, man, you know, let me do something to help people out. So I came out with a cheap digital product, 20 bucks. Hey, it's not a custom program, but this ebook will teach you how to get started on your fitness journey how to make the right food selections, um, how to get your mindset prepared for your fitness journey, how to differentiate 
um, from different kinds of resistance training, the different types of cardio you should be doing. If you are between 20 to 40 pounds of weight, in my opinion, you should be doing these kinds of cardio. If you're 40 plus 40 or 100 pounds of weight, you only need to stick with these kinds of cardio that are very safe. They're not going to injure you and you can still get some good results. So um, and I also go into just your why. How do you find your why? What's going to get you up four o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, and, and make you stick with the program, you know? So. Yeah. So you're covering all kinds of different topics there. So your book covers everything from a little bit of nutrition to uh, exercise mindset and even is scaled to maybe, I don't the size of the person or how much, uh, what they can do safely. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that the gist? Yep. Awesome, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that is uh, an awesome product and one that I'll definitely check out. Um, no problem, man. So, you talked a little bit about scheduling out your day and that, um, how important that is. Right. So that's the same for me. Like it, I literally have it scheduled out 4am. I'm up, uh, eating till like 415 doing cardio to 445 workout. Um, so what tips can you give people to, um, make their day more successful and, uh, make that planning efficient? You have to plan, man. You have to plan to the T. Um, if you have a, a, let's say you have a 30 minute commute to work, um, you, your schedule is nine in the morning to five. You know, that's everybody, a lot of schedules, nine to five. You only have two options. Either you're going to work out before work or after work, unless you have a nice fancy job where you can get up, leave the job and go work out in the middle of your shift. You got to work out either before you go to work or after work. So you have to plan accordingly. If you're going to work out before you go to work, hey, I need to be up at five, eating breakfast, pack my gym bag. Um, I need to pack my toiletries. I need to pack my lunch for the day. Uh, I need to pack my clothes. If you were a suit and tie guy, your stuff needs to be pressed in a, a the suit carrier bag. Mm -hmm. Take everything with you to the gym, hang it up, change or do what you got to do. Work out from this time to this time. You know, you got to factor in your commute from the gym to your job. I would say, hey, work out, shower, have some food ready, go to work about 8.40, sit down, eat, clock in at 9, get off at 5, the rest of the day is yours. Or on the back end, you want to work out when you get off. So you still have to plan accordingly. You have to have that gym bag in your car, packed in the trunk. So when you get off at 5, you can drive straight to the gym. Don't go home. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you work a nine to five and you want to work out, do not go home. Because once you go home and you see the kids and you see the couch, you see the remote, you see the refrigerator, you're not going to want to get up and, and, and go to the gym at seven o'clock at night. So my advice is just go straight to the gym, have your gym bag in the trunk, go in the locker room, change, work out, then go home. So it's all about just planning, man, knowing what your week is going to look like. Um, you got to factor in, you know, you have the kids, you might have a doctor's appointment to go to. You might have something to do with the wife, all of that things. Everything has to be added in there, man. Yeah, I think those that's some very good uh, tips. Like planning, mm -hmm. planning is key, and I think that kind of rolls into this next question that I that I wanted to ask you. So, I personally don't have any children uh, yet, okay. but you know, I, I do worry that having kids will uh, affect my fitness or my journey in that you know, that's a large time commitment. So like, what have you done to, uh, 
I guess, make your fitness a priority um, when having kids and not letting it fall to the wayside. Cause I think that happens to a lot of people and um, making sure that having that balance, right. Of uh, caring for yourself and um, you know, being the best father you can be. Um, I take a lot of naps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, a full night of sleep is a, is a luxury, man. Um, dealing with my clients online, um, handling my stuff here at the house, going to the gym. Yeah. The, the one thing I had to sacrifice was sleep, man. You know, if I have to run on two and a half hours of sleep to get my workout um, when I was working a job full time at the warehouse, hey, I would go home, do what I had to do, take my two and a half hours of sleep, get up, go to work. I'll take a nap on my breaks. You know, I used to get three breaks. I used to get a 30, two 15s. It used to, be, it used to turn into a 35 and uh, two 25s. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get those naps in, man. Um, you know, I even got to a point, man, I was tiptoeing out the job every hour to get a nap, man. I was so tired, but hey, you know, it's, I did what I had to do to make it happen, man. Um, but you just got to just be willing to do what you got to do. You know? Sleep, you're going to have to give up. Um, my guys hanging with the fellas, you're going to have to give that up. My ladies, uh, you know, the, the wind down with your homegirls, you have to give that up on Saturday nights. You know, if you want to just get ahead of it, man, you just got to give up all the tiny things that have nothing to do with your fitness goals. Yeah, I posted something the other day that really spoke to me in uh, – it said uh, you have to be willing to sacrifice for your goals or your goals become the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've personally, I've made this change so that I can be around a long time for my family and kids one day, whenever, when I have them. And if I'm not doing those little things in my mind, then it's like, I'm sacrificing that goal. I'm sacrificing my ability to be around. And so sometimes I feel a little selfish, right? Because I'm putting that workout first and, you know, it might be a night where I go with my friends, but like, Hey, I got to get this done. You know, I haven't done my cardio and all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I do feel selfish, but at the same time, if I'm not making myself the first priority, how can I be here for a long life to spend more time with them or spend more time with uh, kids when I have them and all that kind of stuff. Um, so again, that goes back to that mindset. Um, how do you, how do you deal with clients who have that up and down? Like, what do you, um, I want to make sure I put this the right way. How do you um, coach them through that uh, where it's like a lot of external struggles, maybe with their, their family and friends or, you know, la- lack of motivation. How do you coach them through those kind of struggles? Um, really, actually, I started coaching in December, uh, officially full time in December. Um, so through all this COVID, that's been the main thing I have to coach people through, man, uh, through all the COVID-19 stuff. Um, I have a few clients, you know, they haven't been affected by it. They still have access to gyms and stuff like that, but also have families. So I tell them, man, you know, you have to, you have to have a conversation with your significant other. You have to let them know how important it is to you, um, how important it is to the family, man, for you to be taking care of yourself and um, the sacrifices that might come. And you just either you have to get your partner on board with you, say, Hey, you know, you can work out with me um, or you can go to, you can, you can um, just, you can come and watch, you know, whatever you want to do, you know, you have to find some kind of middle ground, you know? So um, I think the biggest thing people struggle with when they have family and friends is the food. It's really not even the exercise, it's the diet. 
yeah, I know for me, that's my biggest struggle because my friends will call me on Saturday night, like, hey, let's go have a beer and, you know, some chicken wings. And the next thing I know, I've had six beers and 16 chicken wings. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of blew that up. So have during your journey, have you had mainly supporters or have you had some maybe dis- detractors? Um, I've had a lot of supporters. My family, uh, at first, they didn't really understand. Um, you know, when you first get started, they think, oh, you know, he's going to lose a couple pounds. And, you know, that's it. No. But I can tell you, in, I started in December for real, December of 2018. And my sister came in town from Miami in January for her birthday. She wanted to see my son for the first time. And um, they were like, yeah, we're going to go up to Atlanta. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You know, we're going to go to all these nice restaurants we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to no restaurants. They're like, what? Yeah, I'm in town to see the baby. This and that. I told them, like, you came in town to see the baby. You didn't have, you didn't come in town to go out to dinner with me. Um, because I'm, I told you, I'm getting ready. I'm losing a lot of weight. I'm making a big change right now. And to be honest, I don't have discipline to go out to restaurants right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go to the restaurant that I, I know I love and sit down at, at the table and tell you that I'm going to have enough control and not order something. So And torture I, yourself. Yeah, I say, y'all can go out without me. Um, I can drive y'all. I can go hang out somewhere in the city, but I'm not going in that restaurant. I don't have a discipline right now. So they understood. And from that moment, um, from January 2019, I sent my sister a quarterly picture of myself just to let her know, hey, look, this is the last time you saw me. This is when you came up here. This is what I look like now. Yeah. I've been doing it ever since January 2019. Every quarter, I send her a picture. Hey, look. Or she'll see a post I put on social media. She's like, man, you weren't even playing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, it's just it's just the small sacrifices, man. Um, it got to a point with my wife because she loves to cook, man. I'm talking about she loves to cook. Um, that was one of the things that we fell in love with each other. Um, we're both good in the kitchen. So it got to the point I was so strict on my diet. She's like, you know, getting depressed. She's like, I want to cook for you. You know, that that's my that makes me happy to cook for you. So um, I, I had to uh, set up some things with my coach for some cheat meals so she can go ahead and do her thing in the kitchen, man. So Yeah, I see you on, on Instagram making all kinds of good looking stuff on there. Oh, but that's just my normal food, though. That's that's my prep food. It's what we're talking good. about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to, your food has to be good to stick to that plan day in and day out, man. You don't want to eat any horrible food, uh, dry, bland, boring chicken, rice, and broccoli. I eat chicken, rice, and broccoli every day, but mine is uh, more like a gourmet stir fry every day. So, yeah, man. But um, my cheat meals, my wife handles those, man, the hamburgers, the fries, and stuff like that. So that, that brings balance into the, the equation, you know, because she still gets to cook things she loves. Um, our favorite cheat meal we like to do, um, ribeye steak and fries. Ooh. We're good, man. Oh, that yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one thing you touched on there was discipline, right? And maybe not in the very beginning having discipline to go sit at a restaurant and not order the things that you like really want. Yeah. So how how have you developed that discipline or have you developed that discipline to this point? Um just knowing your goals, your goals are more important than that, that temporary satisfaction that's on that plate. That's how you got to look at it, man. It's only one way. You just got to look at it and say, hey, um, perfect example. I took the family for uh, ice cream uh, day before yesterday. You know, my son had a little 
hiccup. He fell, um, got scraped up. So we took him for ice cream to take his mind off of it. And I was just looking at it. I'm talking about, I love that ice cream, man. It was Reese's Cup on vanilla ice cream. And I was just looking at it like, yo, you got a goal, man. You know, you're working towards a goal. Is that really going to get you towards your goal? Taking two scoops of that ice cream, you know what's in it. I uh, look at the menu, the the big kahuna, man. It was a, a chocolate fudge sundae. Biggest thing on the menu. It was 1,200 calories. And I'm just looking like, whoa, you know better. So you have to do better now. Yep. You know, yeah, that's it's not the, an excuse anymore that, oh, I don't know. Cause I didn't know. Yeah, you yeah. know better. So you have to do better, man. That's why, And that's why I think information is so important. Um, daily, I teach my people on my Instagram how to read nutrition labels so they can know what they're looking at. Um, portion sizes. So I'm making you aware of what's going on, what you're doing. So now that you know more, you're like, Man, you know, do I really want to set myself back like that? Um, even uh, with alcohol, I went from December 2018 to March 2020, no alcohol, cold turkey. I didn't prep myself for it. I just, boom. Once I learned what alcohol does to the body, I'm like, no, I'm good. That's going to set me back too far. Yeah. So you said March. So this is June. So have you had alcohol since then? No. Um, oh, okay. See, I had a drink because my brother, he's one of my biggest supporters. My older brother, um, very no nonsense guy, straight to the point. When you tell him you have a goal, he gets straight to, hey, this is how you do it. You have to do this, that, the third, stick with it. Um, he's one of those guys. He's just like me, man. Times 10. You know, once we set our mind to a goal, we don't see anything else. So. He understood. So on my birthday, December 18th, um, he said, hey, man, we're going to have this cheat meal together. We're going to drink together and uh, I'm going to let you go on, uh, on your journey. Do what you got to do. Um, so we had uh, what do we have on my birthday? We had three 22 ounce Heinegans on my birthday <laughs> in uh, December 2018. And I went cold turkey all the way to his birthday uh, this year, March. No alcohol. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so alcohol does um, get me in trouble a little bit. I would say I'm a very like super social person, right? That's like my favorite thing to do is go out with my boys, hang out or, eat, oh. you know, or the whole thing. And, you know, I mean, I really enjoy having a couple beers, but I have to, I really have to control myself in that. I'm good to have four or five beers and just and call it quits. But yeah. whenever I do that, then I probably go and, eat 2000 calories on top of it because yeah. I just, uh, I just start snacking and grubbing. Mm -hmm. And so it's not as much a problem with the alcohol. It's like what the alcohol open the door opens the door for, which is excessive eating. Mm -hmm. So I have to in myself find that discipline or, or cut out the alcohol or, you know, that's something that even five years in that I still, uh, deal with or struggle with, you know, um, so it's something I'm working on. And I, I think that's important is like, again, like you said in the beginning, it's a lifelong process. So there's always going to be a struggle. There's always going to be something that you're working to improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, what helped me with alcohol is just knowing what it does to the body, uh, especially for us guys. Mm -hmm. uh, alcohol is lowering our testosterone levels. I, as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, put that <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels down. No more Jack Daniels. I don't need, uh, I was a big Dos Equis guy. I could have swore I was the world's most interesting man. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But, um, once I found out, uh, Hey, um, alcohol is going to increase estrogen levels 
It's going to decrease testosterone. You're in the gym lifting weights, trying to build muscle, killing yourself, shooting yourself in the foot. So yeah. I put that bottle down. Um, also slows down the muscle protein synthesis, man. So it does a lot of things to the body that's counterproductive to what we're doing. So I was like, you know what? Sparingly. I had that one shot of Jack Daniels honey with my brother on his birthday. And after that, haven't had anything since March this year. Right back to the cold turkey, huh? He made me, he, he's like, as soon as I walked in his house, I'm like, hey, what's going on? Where you went to put these chips and soda? He's like, oh, put that stuff down. Here, take this shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really give you an option, did he? Uh, he was like, you ain't had a drink with me in over a year. Come on, it's my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so far we've talked about some of the struggles you've been through. Like you, you quit the alcohol, you started off with some depression and things like that. What has been your biggest struggle in your fitness journey so far? Um, biggest struggle, I would have to say the sleep, man. It, it's rough running on three, four hours of sleep, but um, it get, I, I just take it real mental, man. You know, I go deep inside my own head. And um, I, I think about my mom. You know, my mom, she was my number one supporter, man. She passed in uh, February 2016. Uh, I could tell my mom anything. I'm like, Mom, I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to build the world's biggest skyscraper, this and that. She's like, yeah, baby, you can do it. Just, you know, focus on what you want to do and, and just make it happen. Anything. I, if I tell my mom anything I want to do, she would tell me I could do it. And she believes in me. So truly a number one supporter. Yep. Yep. My whole life growing up, I was like, yeah, mom, I'm, I want to get a magazine cover. I'm going to be in fitness, this and that. She's like, you can do it. You just have to keep working out, keep doing what you got to do. Um, learn discipline with food. We would always talk about it, man. Private talks, man. Um and it, it just stuck with me, man, the whole time. So, yeah, yeah, that had to be uh, – that was a big thing, man, just losing my mom, um, just not having that supporter because, you know, it's, it's so many days I wanted to give up, just wanted to pick up the phone and call her, but I'm like, man, I, I can't do that. I don't have that option anymore. So I would always just fall back on our conversations we would have. And, um, you know, I would keep pushing forward knowing that I'm doing what I told my mom I was going to do my entire life. Yeah, I think having people like that in your life uh, is extremely valuable because th that doesn't that doesn't leave you um, because, you know, 20 years from now, you'll be able to look back and think about that support that she gave you and still be a better person because of it. Yep. So I think, you know, one way to look at that is like that her teaching you that showing you that how to be that person is gives you a very good like trait with your clients right because you know um what you can be for them like in a support system manner and i think that's awesome yeah right so with that question said what has been probably your biggest success so far what has made you the most successful um just uh being able to plan stay ahead um i did a, a live video last night um, I call it a world exclusive because I only had 15 people on there. <laughs> I, I taught my, uh, I, I taught those 15 people that were watching how to pack a lunch bag, something very simple, very effective. Um, cause as soon as you and I get off of this podcast, I got to go ahead and get the baby ready, feed them, um, get them dressed, get my wife situated so we can go to Atlanta. Um, but my food is already ready though. My meals are ready for the day. You know, I got my shake ready. I got two meals. Um, everything's ready. I got my gallon of water. I know where the gas stations are because I'm, I'm, I'm cutthroat with it, man. Like, if I'm out and about in public, 
I'll find a gas station. Hey, pop this food in the microwave. I'm eating a meal. <laughs> Me too. I'm standing up by my car. It looks kind of cool because I got a challenger. So I stand up by the challenger and I'm eating my meal. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be amazed. I've actually, I've actually got an opportunity to pass out some business cards like that too. I'm sure. I'm sure people see that dedication, man. A lot, well, a lot of guys that are into fitness, they love cars too. So yeah. they're like, man, what could, that a Hellcat, man. You got some good arms, man. You, you a trainer? Yeah, man. You know, you take my card. So <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just planning, man. I know what my day is going to look like. So might give you an opportunity for a photo shoot too. Oh yeah. Anything. Man. <laughs> but um, just yeah, staying ahead, man. Cause I tell a lot of folks, man, any work schedule you can throw at me, I've worked it. I've worked every single schedule. There's no schedule that I can't plan for at work. Um, now that I coach full time, I don't have to do all of that stuff anymore, but um, you name it, man, staying ahead. You can throw any schedule at me. I can fill in the gaps. I can find the voids in that schedule to, to get a workout, to get your meals in. You have to sleep from this time to that time. It's just about being just to leaving nothing to the day to just take everything from you, man. Cause the, you know, you might be going to work, running late. Oh man, it's a traffic jam. Set you back an hour. You know, it's all about priorities. What you make your priority, what you focus on is what gets done. And, you know, focusing on your health and fitness is a pretty important thing to do. So so what about goals, man? What are, what are your goals moving forward with this thing? Um, My goals, man, I want to go real far in the fitness industry, man. Um, Magazine covers. I want to do the competing. Um, coaching. I, I want to do it all, man. I remember everything that you guys are seeing on my social media. This is what I really wanted to be doing since I was 19. So mm-hmm. my work ethic is so intense because I'm, work, I'm I'm compressing 10 years of work into a few years. Everything I should have been doing from 19 to now I'm 29. I'm pressing it all into a few years worth of work. So um, that's why I'm so relentless with the diet. Um, cardio's up to six days a week now. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, yeah, because when we drop down from um, we dropped from three thirty to two hundred, when COVID hit, we took it as a positive. We looked at the the positive in the situation, um, and we bulked up. We put on some more weight. Um, my coach said, "Okay, well, you don't have access to a gym, but you have cardio. You have a few dumbbells. No problem. We're going to do a little cardio, but we're going to increase the food." I put on 22 pounds in six weeks, man. (laughs) Yep. And now we're cutting because my gym's opened back up April 27th. So now we're cutting as soon as the gym's opened up, boom, dropping weight. I'm down to 210 now. Um, From April 27th till today, from 222 down 12 pounds. That's awesome, man. I mean, it's it's definitely moving in the right direction. And it sounds like you put on some pretty decent muscle there. Oh yeah, yep. So the goal is um, we're getting ready for. And see, this is what I talk about. Also, my ebook, creating accountability, telling people your goals, so that way you can't flake on them. Yeah. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you too. So uh, we're getting ready for a photo shoot. Um, we're pushing, man. We're pushing for the last week of September or the first week of October. See, the tricky thing is my son's birthday is in September, the 25th. So okay. the photographer wants to do it that Saturday but it's in mm-hmm. Canada. So, uh, but we also have photographers that are available in California as well. So we might be able to push it just back one week, do that first weekend of October. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
we have 16 weeks to get ready, man. So right now I'm at 210. I think I probably have to hack down to about 180 for my height to get super shredded for that photo shoot, man. Yeah, so your goals are published now, right? They're, oh, yeah, they're stop going, they're, going, they're going to be out here for the for the whole internet to see. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'll do the same. So my goal has been to get down to uh, about 205. Okay. Um, uh, 220 this morning. So about 15, 15 pounds to lose. Uh, I was on kind of like on autopilot for a long time and just stayed right near the, um, 240 mark, 250 mark kind of bounced back and forth between then. But when COVID hit, I have, uh, a, a gym in my basement. And nice. so I just started getting after it like unreal even more. And so I've, I've lost 26 pounds since March 2nd. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been on the down, on the downhill, so I just got to keep it going a little bit longer, but you know, the longer you're on this calorie deficit, the longer you're, you're trying to be in that cut, the more of a grind it feels. And so, uh, you know, my goal is to get down to that two Oh five, mm-hmm. um, within a reasonable amount of time. I don't have an exact date set cause I'm not doing a photo shoot or anything like that, but, um, just making sure I'm staying diligent on my diet and stuff. So. That is my goal. So my goals are right out here too, buddy. Well, uh, uh, you could definitely do it, Michael. Um, this is taking that goal and breaking it down into small weekly tasks. Um, don't focus on, hey, I'm trying to get to 205. Um, focus on, I'm going to lose two to four pounds a week until I get to 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you, you're trying to go further than we, with the goal you set. So two pounds a week, four pounds a week, you know, for a 12, 16, you can do it faster than you think. You just have to break it down into a smaller goal week by week. Yeah. Um, and also one thing that will probably help you. Um, I'm saying this on the podcast, man. A lot of people are going to uh, pick up on this. Um, cheat meals, man. You got, you got to drop those cheat meals in there while you're cutting. Yep. That, that I'm talking about that little, uh, man, that, it's like a Scooby snack every week, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I went from December 2018 to April, sticking to my diet seven days a week. And I went from 305 to 258. And um, me and my coach, we did the first cheat meal, man. And after that, I've had a cheat meal once a week, every single week, the entire time. So that also, we talked about planning. Man, I'll plan those cheat meals out to the T. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to smash some food on this cheat meal. That's yeah. So, like, uh, today is Saturday. So, I know next week, Saturday, I'm going to have a cheat meal because I haven't had one for about two weeks. Um, most likely, I'm going to get one next week, Saturday. So, I'm planning the restaurant I'm going to go to. Uh, me and my wife want to go up to a nice spot in Atlanta. You know, you can do that, man. You can plan that, too, you know. Um, Set up your day so that cheat meal won't affect you too much. You know, have a nice date where you're going to go out and walk around. You don't want to be eating that kind of food sitting down as well. So you just want to plan as much as you can. Yeah, that cheat meal not only helps you physically, but also mentally. Yeah. Right. Like you said, it's like a little snack. It can kind of, I mean, it does help your training, in my opinion, you know, get some extra carbs and all that kind of stuff in. I usually do mine on uh, Saturday evenings. That way I have like a big leg day Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. where I can just like get them, get after it. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but also like mentally, it's just, it is, everybody has, or a lot of people have that go getter attitude. And that's like what we want people to have like that, just like work, work, work. Mm -hmm. But also that can, that can lead to burnout. Right. So 
having that break, just giving yourself, you know, like one just meal to relax and enjoy yourself and having that, uh, um, enjoyment just with your family or whoever, Mm -hmm. where you're not focused on, on your diet per se, that is like a big, um, it's just, it's a big mental, um, help. That's all it is, man. It's a mental reset. Um, that's why I like to do mine on Saturdays because my work week, I do it from Sunday to Friday. You know, I'm doing cardio Sunday through Friday and I'm lifting weights Monday through Friday. So Saturdays, I had that cheat meal. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about going to the gym that Saturday. That's my rest day. So I don't have to do anything, you know, like today. Mm-hmm. Um, I got, I got, I got tripped up during the week this week. So I do have to do one session of cardio on a Saturday, but this is rare though. I, I rarely never do anything on a Saturday. Yeah. Yep. So that's a great, I mean, that's a good way to structure your week. I think. Yeah. From Sunday so, to Friday. Yep. I, and that's on, that's honestly how I kind of do it. I start my week on Sunday with my leg day and then um, finish it on Friday. Yeah. So pretty much the same thing. Yeah. All right. So um, kind of wrapping up here a little bit, if you could give the listeners one simple weight loss tip uh, that they could implement today to help them along their journey, what would it be? Um, you want just one tip or you want the things that I, I have to preach every day on my, uh, my stories? No, that's good too. It's just, uh, you know, I just want to leave people with something that they could take from this podcast. Say, Hey, I could do that. You know, that's, that's simple. Let's do that today. Um, first you got to find foods that you enjoy. Okay. Um, get those into a diet, uh, nutrition. Don't, don't call that a diet, man. Just find foods you enjoy. Um, prioritize your diet, prioritize your cardio, prioritize resistance training. It doesn't have to be a big bodybuilder, uh, yeah, buddy workout. Uh, it could be, yeah, buddy. Yeah. You don't have to be, a, yeah. It don't gotta be a yeah, buddy workout, man. You know, just find whatever form of resistance training you enjoy. Um, you notice everything I'm saying is what you enjoy. You have to enjoy what you're doing because you have to do it every day, repetitively, day in, day out. So you want to enjoy your food. You want to enjoy your cardio. You want to enjoy your resistance training. Mm-hmm. And you have to prioritize proper rest and recovery, man. Don't be like me. Don't run on three, four hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and just have fun with it, man. That's that's the most important thing, having fun with it. You know, um, I get so many guys hitting me up. They're like, man, I wasn't even looking for your page. I don't even work out, but I don't know what I was typing in. I was typing in something about anime and Black Vegeta popped up. So (laughs) I I have fun with that too, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. I think think we have some really good stuff to take away from today. Um, Priorities and balance and doing things that you love. Um, So I think that this has been a great episode that will help people out. Um, but before we get off here, I just want to say thank you for being on the show. Um, you know, again, this, sh- the show is new, so I don't have any episodes posted for you to go uh, listen to. So it's a little bit of you taking a chance on me to, to come on here and talk to me, but I really greatly appreciate it. Hey man. Thank you, Michael. Uh, we're both new in our careers, man. And, um, Hey, well, you, you never know, man, we might link up again uh, a year from now. Both of us are, you know, doing well, we're going to be doing well. We're going to speak that into existence. Yeah. Um, hey, we're only going to keep getting better and better every day, man. Yeah, I mean, I would be happy, you know, in a year or so, come back together and just see, uh, get an update, man, where you're at. You probably got four or five, have four or five photo shoots under your belt, may, maybe a magazine cover by then. Oh, I'm not stopping. That's why I told my wife uh, when I was 330 pounds, I said, baby, are you sure you okay with me starting? 
Like, yeah, it's going to be great. I'm like, no, when I start, I'm not going to stop. I'm like a pit bull. I'm going to bite this thing on the neck and I'm not letting go. That's so, right. Yep, man. Just um, once I hit that first photo shoot, I'm not stopping. I'm going to do as many as I can afford within in that six month period after that first one. <laughs> All right, man. So before we get off here, uh, tell the people uh, where they can find you, what your Instagram is and any other, uh, any other kind of social media or, or your book. Tell the name of your book, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, man. My only social platform right now is Instagram at Arlen Fit, R L E N F I T. My ebook, you can click the link in my bio. Uh, Fit for my family, down 130 pounds. It's available, man. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I had a great interview with Rodney. I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as I did. If so, and you want to continue to hear this content, uh, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app and go over to Instagram and follow Hungry for Success Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Hope you have a great week. And as always, stay hungry. We'll see you next week.